up, guys? Welcome back to the One Broke Actress Podcast. I am your host, Sam Valentine, bringing you episode eight of season six. Welcome back, guys. It has been quite a wild week. I first want to thank you guys for being so, so, so supportive of the film I just had come out called Followed. Um, You guys have done indie movies too. You know that it's always just a shot in the dark um, to see what happens, if they even get made, if they even get released, especially during COVID. We did not expect for anything to happen. And, you know, with the limited amount of movies in the box office, it hit number one over the weekend, which was really fucking crazy and uh I uh am dealing with a lot of new amazing champagne problems that I I did not expect to be dealing with in the middle of COVID um I might be hiring my first PR person I might be searching for a new agent right now I might be doing a lot of stuff that I wasn't necessarily prepared to do but I am really excited to share with you guys as I go on this journey so If you guys are not already following One Broke Actress on Instagram, you should because I'm sharing a lot more of the place I'm at right now. And listen, we all know that this stuff can come and go in a moment's notice, right? Like it might go away tomorrow, but I think it's important to address the concerns of having uh, success along the way and, uh, and what happens next. So make sure you guys are following and I'll share all of that journey with you. And thank you so much for being so supportive. Um, If you haven't seen the movie yet, Go to followedhorrormovie.com. You can see all the theaters and drive-in movies that it's playing at. I think it's uh, I think it's pretty good. I think you guys are going to like it. Okay, enough about me. Um, today's episode was recorded a couple weeks ago, so I just want to give you guys that to keep in mind. Um, and I wanted to add to it that today's guest, Jessica Sherman, you guys know her, you love her, you've seen her on previous episodes. You've also seen her all across Instagram. She is so, so active on there, sharing her knowledge. She is back doing her coffee with casting. So I want to make sure you guys follow her Instagram. It'll be linked in the bio in the show notes. As well as check out her interview on IMDb. They started a new IMDb and Casting Society of America's actor of the month and it's all up and coming actors so she got to do the first interview for the first actor and it's great I think it's a really cool thing they're doing and I think that it's something that we all can eventually aspire to be a part of so make sure you check that out as well all right let's get into it So on today's episode, we are back with casting director Jessica Sherman. She was on the podcast previously in season four, episode six. So I would suggest listening to that either before or after now so you get a better sense of who Jessica is and what her style is like, what her background is like, all the good stuff, because today we are cutting straight to the chase. We talk about what she has been doing in her quarantine, which is lots of various activities that most of which you can participate in on Instagram. Jess has been doing coffee with casting where she does a live with uh, other actors, occasionally a casting director, some directors, producers, and it's all available on her IGTV if you guys want to catch up with some old episodes. We talk about what she has learned from doing this and what kind of her takeaways have been from talking with new people and... Jess has been very, very popular, which surprised her but did not surprise me, with hosting weekly 
general meetings with actors on We Audition. She has sign-up links that she's using, and they have been filled pretty much every single week. So we talk about what is involved in a general meeting before quarantine and what she's doing now. We talk about kind of what she's getting out of the process, meeting new actors, how actors should follow up, what you actually talk about in a pitch meeting, and what you may or may not be doing right or wrong in these meetings, how you approach them, your stress level, et cetera, et cetera. We touch on all that today. We also talk a little bit about what TV she's watching and what's getting her excited in the coming year. And uh, I think you guys are going to really like this episode. So without further ado, please enjoy for the second time, Jessica Sherman. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast, Jessica Sherman. How are you? I'm great. I'm excited to be back. You are popping off on Instagram lately. You are very popular. Honestly, I was slowly ramping up into being active professionally on Instagram, just doing the Q&As before all of this stuff went down. Mm -hmm. And that was like my exceeding my comfort level a little bit. And so the fact that I have gone out to this point, uh, this stage is very bizarre to me but I also think because it's something that I'm so uncomfortable with that I'm a little proud of myself to yeah. get my comfort zone so you know I'm having those moments I believe in our in our first podcast you said something about staying behind the camera and now you are literally in front of the camera and you're holding it yourself so it's very <laughs> impressive <laughs> I know but the only way that happens is there's someone else with me I can't do it alone because I I freeze up Fuck that. I would, I can't, I'm not, <laughs> there's a reason I bring guests onto the show is because I'm too crazy minded to, I can barely talk to my Instagram most of the time. Um, what have you been doing, uh, since, I mean, kind of like 2020 started, I'm sure you had a, a pretty busy beginning of the year and I'll reference back to the previous podcast. If you guys want like a summation of Jess and what she does and who she is, but like, tell me about your this year before nonsense. This year, I can't go into detail about it really just cause I have an NDA. Um, but this year I ended last year with like the magical thing of knowing I was starting the year with a, with a big job Amazing. And, and it was supposed to go from mid January until potentially April of 2021. And so I was so excited because that never happens. And also as a newly independent casting director, you know, it's only been three years for me. Um, it's almost unheard of. So I started this year really excited. And then March came around and, and kind of flipped it on its head a little bit. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that was my world. And, you know, obviously there are much bigger things happening in the world right now. So it's just... Um, you know, having a little perspective, but also kind of redirecting my attention so I don't go too crazy. <laughs> oh my God. So it was a really big job. Was it like an ongoing thing? We don't have to tell specific details, but I'm so curious. I mean, it would have been ongoing to, okay. to that point. I don't, I don't know beyond that, but um, it, in my head, it was sort of my game changer, you know? Is it going to come back? Not until like the, like much further. Uh. <laughs> so I'm I'm back to, with everybody else of now starting the job hunt whenever you know the industry will be ready for it. Oh my god, how are you dealing with that on like a day to day basis? Do you have like a schedule? Like what are you, what are you doing? I started this 
with a schedule um, because I had all of these amazing plans of what I was going to do during this time. Of, Don't we all? <laughs> um, but it's, you know, slowly the, the things that I wanted to check off my list have been disappearing, not because I've been checking them off, but because they just fall off. Um, but, you know, I think it's, I'm, I'm, I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm, I'm being okay with not doing. I think that's the, that's the, the thing that I'm trying to wrap my head around because I'm not good with idle hands um, or a set schedule, but I'm also not good at creating my own schedule. Like I need, I need to go somewhere and do something. And I feel like most of the time before this, I was either in an office or doing, having like proper meetings at locations. So it's, it's been a little bit of a struggle. And I I think it's something that kind of hits me in ways that probably most people experience it that way. Um, But I'm really talented when it comes to compartmentalizing things. Um, But as we get as we get closer to like the dates that I thought things or not even thought, but like were promised to be like things would be normalized in it to a degree. Um, it's getting more real. <laughs> yeah. I completely feel that it's funny. Like I feel like our, everyone in this business who actively is working towards something is not really great at this time because we all have such goals and ambitions and for everything to be like, okay, you actually have to be patient and kind of do nothing. I feel like everyone's, you know, from directors, casting directors to writers to, you know, there's things that we can of course do to fill our time, but it's like, it, does it really matter? It's like hard to keep your per- perspective straight sometimes. It feels like the only um, like department that is able to keep going are the writers. Yeah. Cause I feel like they're all doing virtual rooms right now. Yeah, it sounds like they have something to do. But then I'm wondering how many of them feel deep down the same way we do. Like, what's when am I? Does this even gonna matter? When does this sell? Like, so so is there anything that you've been doing that has like kind of kept your like you actively involved? Obviously, you've been doing coffee with casting. You've been doing generals, which we'll talk about. Like, has that kept you connected to your creative side and working in the business? Totally. I mean, those are the two big things that have really helped me. I think you know the one bit of normalcy that I can retain is with casting, I'm trying to meet new people on a regular basis. And so doing the generals that, that I have been doing it, it, you know, it's all hundred percent random and probably people that I wouldn't have met um, on a regular basis. So I think that that's, that's been really uh, a big part of keeping me sane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, the coffee with casting has just been a fun thing. It, it, technically, at the beginning, it was a lot more overwhelming than I had expected it to be because there's like all sorts of exporting, importing, compressing, and upload, like all of those things that I didn't know. Um, and now they, they've streamlined the process. Instagram has streamlined the process where you now, when you're done with the video, you just shoot it over to your IGTV right away. So now oh, I don't God. have to. Yeah. Um, but I, other than that, I, I'm just. Um, I'm watching so much. I think that that's what I'm, I've, I've just been consuming a lot of content, which has been nice. That what I are you have. watching? Um, like everybody else in the world, normal people. Um, so that's a big thing. Um, I watched Unorthodox before that. I watched Outer Banks. I've caught up on all of the big comedy shows that I never watched when they were on. So I did Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, God, it's so good. Fox <laughs> and Rec, Community. I'm, I think, 11 episodes into the first season of 30 Rock. 
so I've really gone back. I'm so far behind, but I'm trying to also, oh, and I finished the morning show finally, which was great. Oh, good. Um, I'm trying to find a balance between the comedy and the drama because it's, I think I need, I need more comedy in my life right now. I still want to watch the really like impactful thing. So when I watch normal people, Sarah Green plays the mom in that show and I loved her there. So then I, I watched Rosie and then, so I'm kind of like ping ponging over just based on the actors that I'm responding to. Yeah. As a casting director, is there like, do you ever feel like there's shows you have to watch? Do you try to stay in genre with something you're working with? How do you decide like what to keep up with? I don't know the answer to that question. Um, I think there's there's the stuff that you that I think the industry gets excited about, and then I want to watch it as well to yeah. to make sure I'm staying in in tune with everybody. Um, but I I'm I get really excited, especially over the last two years, about foreign films and just oh. to, to get to know international actors a bit more. Um, so that's that's a thing for me. Um, I don't know. I think I'm very responsive to actors that I like already. And then I start to look at what they're in and then watch and see the other actors that are in it. And then it's kind of a domino effect for me. But I, I, I tried to stay uh, like at least on the pulse of what everybody is watching at the yeah, moment. Yeah. And then some. yeah. Yeah. I, I feel that sometimes I get overwhelmed as an actor. I'm like, what am I supposed to watch? Like I've, I do a little drama. I do a little comedy. Should I watch it all? And then people are, oh, I've always heard you're not watching enough content. And I'm just like, I don't, I can't sit and watch TV. Yeah. I think I, I've heard that the rule of thumb is to at least watch the pilot of everything that's out there. Even if you can't keep up with everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I just feel like everything, there's a theme every year. And once there's, once there's a major success, for, so for example, it was This Is Us and then there was a This Is Us themed year following because then a million little pieces showed up. And so I think that you begin to see that through line happen. And now that normal people came out and it's such a huge hit, something similar to that will be. And I, I'm, I'm sure this is going to be a huge flagship for um, Irish filmmakers moving forward. Like people will be more excited to see stuff come out of Ireland, I think. I mean, yeah. I'm happy to see anything that's not of my own apartment at this point. <laughs> that's fair. I get it. <laughs> I'm doing those Peloton rides that are not taught by an instructor. They're just a scenic view. Just <laughs> see something. Oh my God, I love that. Oh, okay, so let's talk about Cosby with casting a little bit. Um, why did you start it and what have you kind of learned? Um, why I started it, I think it was, one, just to like stay creative and stay sane in, in some fashion for myself. And, and I think I've, I've definitely been someone who likes to kind of pull the curtain back a little bit on casting for actors. Um, and this felt like it was the most natural way to do it and finding the actors that I already knew that had, you know, um, that I knew had their own personal conflicts of, how or not conflicts but hurdles that they've had to come over and and I think that the the hard thing about LA and 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 or just any market really that actors come out and they have this expectation of what it should look like and how quickly it should happen and it's not the most authentic and it's just not reality ultimately um and I think it's really important that actors that have been through it 
and are still going through it, talk about it and showcase that. And I think, you know, listening to people's journeys, even as a casting director is insightful just based on their experiences and how uh, actors respond to certain situations and what they've learned. And, and I think, you know, we're all, we're all very hard on ourselves, whether you're an actor or not. And I think that, that like the, the takeaway that's the most consistent, because I always like to ask at the end of the conversation of, you know, what's the one thing that you wish you knew about this, that you, you now are, are like, has more of an impact for you. Uh, and like nine times out of 10, it's been, I wish I was kinder to myself. Mm. And so I'm like, I'm going to take a little bit of that with me as well. <laughs> especially right now. Are there, are there other themes that have popped up because you've talked to other casting directors and actors and am I missing other categories that you've covered? Um, Director and producer, I believe I'm trying to get more. I'm also just trying to get more kind of actors that are also creators. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really interesting perspective to have of what you learn as an actor once you switch positions yeah. Um, which hopefully in the next few weeks that will happen. Um, but um, what was the question? Sorry. <laughs> oh, if there was any other themes you saw through other casting directors as well. You know, I haven't actually talked to too many casting directors. The only times that I've done, I'm about to talk to an Irish casting director, mm-hmm. um, which I'm interested to just to see her, what her experience is in the different market. And cause she has worked in London as well as she now works in Dublin. Um, so, but uh, other than talking to like Romney for the casting director's cut, like I haven't really talked to too many casting directors. Have you started doing, uh, actors working on their reels with the casting director's cut? I personally have not done it yet. You're not. Okay. 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 But I, I'm, I'm part of like her, um, group of people. It's so cool. I mean, I think it's, it's such a brilliant idea. And the fact that they've been able to put it together, I think is so smart because I mean, who else? No, the, the problem with this this side of the business is everybody asks agents and managers of what the actors are supposed to do and how and like the social media numbers and all of this stuff that you know nobody asks casting directors and we're the people that are are looking at it and we're the po- people that are looking at you know all those other elements but nobody's really considering what we want and so I think it's such a brilliant idea to to you actually get to hear it from the horse's mouth yes that's all I want. <laughs> I have so many questions. Are there anything you think that actors can be working on in their packages now during this time while we're all just kind of chilling at home? Yeah, I mean, you know, putting together the package, I think, is, is an important thing if you have the ability to, to work on your demo reel now. But honestly, if, you know, if you don't have the material and you still want something to showcase, doing self-tapes, doing these challenges, I think, you know, putting stuff together that you are really proud of and really excited about, I think is the number one thing that you can be doing for yourself. Do you think it's okay for actors to have a self-tape on their online profiles? Yeah. Okay, cool. Great. More times than not, like when we're dealing with agents and managers um, and they are working with someone maybe that's new to them or just new, generally speaking, if they don't have any material, I'm just going to ask for a recent self-tape anyways. So that's my, that's my gauge of, you know, what you're capable of just to, just to get a sense versus just a picture. Awesome. I love that because it gives people something to aspire to. Sometimes it feels out of reach to work on a $3,000 reel in 
times of this. <laughs> um, so your generals have been really popular uh, on, <laughs> on Instagram. I didn't so intend it to be such a, a, a thing. Like, first of all, it's just a technical nightmare. Um, <laughs> and that's been the worst of it. And so I'm hoping to fix that in the next week. But yes. <laughs> I mean, it, I'm impressed. Scheduling that many people into your schedule. So tell me what your to explain to kind of us what a general normally would be like and then what you're doing right now. So I don't know if my general differs from the normal general because okay. this is what I'll say. When I do a general, it's not typically of somebody who lives in Los Angeles. It's typically somebody who's in town for a short period of time that we may not have the ability to bring in the room in the future. One of so, those Irish actors. <laughs> that's why it doesn't work. <laughs> but, but that's typically what it is. And, and me personally, I hate doing generals in my office because I feel like it's a very, it's a very unnatural setting and it's a very uncomfortable one where like the actor feels like they have to perform um and and now me having done generals being on the other side of it as a casting director and going to the studio and network and introducing myself I believe in that even more so (laughs) because it's so uncomfortable and so when I do a general it'll usually be a scheduled time I meet the actor for coffee at a local coffee shop um depending on how easy the conversation is sometimes it goes up to an hour long um, usually about half hour, 45 minutes. Um, and we'll just have coffee. Cause if I don't, you don't need to, the purpose of this is not for you to perform for me in the mo- moment. There's no monologue. There's nothing like that. It's just two people having a conversation and connecting on a human level. And that's something that I talk about all the time because I need, like, I want to have a good experience in this moment and just in a very real way, you know? Yeah. And so that's what I would do on, on an, any normal day. Um, but my, my version of it now is just, I schedule, um, it's only two days a week, Mondays and Fridays. I schedule a block, I think about an hour and a half, maybe two hours some days. And it, every general is 15 minutes long. Okay. We talk, we, you know, I just get a sense of the person. Sometimes we'll talk all about acting. Other times we won't even talk about acting. It'll mm-hmm. just, you know, you know, what you're up to, how you're coping, what you're interested in, any hobbies, that's that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's very simple. Yeah. What, what are actors bringing into these meetings? Do they send you their stuff along with the meeting? Do they just pop in and like say, hi, how does it work? Yeah. For the ones that are happening now, uh, before, before like a day or so before the meeting, I'll send the actor all of the information. I've been hosting them on We Audition. Um, and so, uh, I send them all the information ahead of time. I ask for the actor to send me their demo material ahead of time so I can watch it, get a sense of what they're capable of. And then when we actually talk, you know, if it's pertinent, I'll bring up something from their demo reel. If it's not, you know, we'll just have a normal conversation. What kinds of questions are they asking? Are they asking you any questions or is it more led by you? Um, some of them, I had some questions on the last, last day of generals. Um, you know, a lot of the questions are now like, what do you think the business is going to look like when we go back, which is a very, like, I don't really know, but I can take my best guess. Um, and others are, are, you know, what's your process on, on how you work. Others are in, 
you know, regional markets. I talked to somebody from Atlanta the other day. And so I, for me, it's also an education of learning how that market works specifically if I haven't worked there. Mm-hmm. Um, or people will ask me, you know, how often do you consider out-of-town actors? And so that sort of thing. I, they're, they're very specific, but they're, they're good questions. Everybody's coming kind of well-equipped. Cool. And then you kind of talk about a little bit of everything, right? I'm trying to get actors really comfortable with this idea because I think I know some of them, I got messages from a couple who were nervous because they'd heard you on the podcast and they signed up with a meeting with you. And I, I think it's, it would be very jarring if you felt like you had to perform, if you felt like you had to be on voice of whatever yourself is. Right. And so the idea of just coming into it as a human, having coffee, I think is really good advice. Yeah, that's, I, that's all I'm interested in. Cause I don't, I think it's really, it, for me, it's really challenging to have a conversation with somebody that's only like covering just a tiny bit of their life, you know? And then it, it kind of, it's not a natural conversation and it's a little bit like pulling teeth for me to try to keep it going. Cause I'm not used to only talking about one thing ever. <laughs> it's really hard. It's hard. And it's nice to know that it can just be, it's just a meeting, right? It's Mm -hmm. just, uh, and I think people are out of practice with these two because we don't really have them anymore. Like when I I moved to LA almost 10 years ago and I had a couple, uh, but now I feel like they've kind of gone by the wayside, be it because of time constraints, because of budgets, because of everyone's just getting by. I feel like they don't really happen as much anymore. Right. So it's really cool to know, like, just kind of chilling. (laughs) we had a couple questions um from a couple people somebody wanted to know what was the what was your motivation for doing them and what was it that you get out of it so you already kind of spoke of just having a connection to the industry of hearing about other markets is there anything else you've kind of gotten out of this process so far I mean another thing is just to kind of the thing about this time right now, it's been kind of beautiful to see the industry come together in so many different ways. And, and I wanted to be part of that. I wanted to stay connected and I I wanted to offer something to the actors that, that would keep people motivated and inspired in some way that, you know, it's, I think it's really cool that, that you can have more exposure right now just because of all of these challenges and the monologues and all that stuff that maybe you wouldn't have the opportunity to have access to before. Yeah. Um, and so I, I like that. And I also, it's just, you know, extending my own database of actors. I mean, I'm making notes throughout this whole thing when I'm watching demo reels for actors that I've never met before. And you, I'm like, this is a, this is a strong reel that this person could totally be considered for a guest star and I would feel comfortable to putting them on set, but I didn't know them before, you know? So yeah. That's let's dispel a rumor right now that I've heard going around. I'm sure you can dispel it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody asked me if casting directors who were doing open calls were getting any billable hours out of the open calls. I said, I don't think so, <laughs> but let's dispel this rumor right now. <laughs> I don't think so at all. Um, I, I don't know who who is currently employing anybody right now. I mean, uh, casting directors are freelance creatures just as actors are. We go from project to project. And because all of the projects are on pause, there's nobody paying anybody. So I am uh, 99.9% certain that that's not the case. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I figured. And I'm glad to hear it from someone else. Um, let's see. What are some of our other questions? 
Um, what's a good pitch in a meeting sound like? Should someone even pitch? Is that something that's happening in the meetings? Pitch themselves? Like themselves. Mm-hmm. In generals? Mm-hmm. No. I mean, for me, no. I, I don't, that's not what I'm looking for. So I don't think so. Okay, great. Like, you're, here's the thing. Your material should be able to pitch you on its own. Mm-hmm. So if you're sending me material ahead of time and I'm having a chance to watch it, I know what you can do. Awesome. You know? In terms of when you say materials, because I love a detail, do people usually just send a reel? Do they send reel and resume? Like I have a, for, for example, I have a packet. My, mm-hmm. my packet is a cover letter, which is like, I have made a one page breakdown of myself. <laughs> I have a lot of free time. Um, mm-hmm. And then reel, resume, photo, 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 and like an extra little something I have in there. And that's all via Google Drive. And I just email the link. Yeah. I think as whatever it is to be as streamlined as possible, I think that's a great collection of, of documents and, and, and the real and everything. Um, I have had like actors, when I ask for the material, they'll send me several links and I appreciate it. But I, I, like I'm, I'm probably prepping for these generals an hour before I'm starting them. So everything is fresh and I don't have time to look at all of your links. So my thing is like, whatever you're most excited about, that should, that should be the, the focus of your, your pitch, your packet that you're sending prior to. I think that's good advice regardless. Yeah, I, I think so too. <laughs> be bright, be brief, be gone. Um, let's say, so someone says, let's say we met, yay. One of my listeners did meet you, so awesome. Um, how do I follow up? At what point of time can I send an email, et cetera, et cetera? Um, the best way to follow up is the email that I sent the information from in terms right. of the, the uh, appointment information. Um, and I would say to follow up when you have something to share. Okay. We don't, um, I, and I feel pretty strongly that I can speak for most casting directors here that having your name at the top of my inbox is not necessarily a good association. Um, so <laughs> whenever you're sharing something, an update, something you're excited about, I think that that's the best kind of, uh, rule of thumb to have for, for check-ins. Um, because I, sometimes it can get very annoying if I keep hearing from the same person over and over again. So I think it's just, it's being mindful of that. And, and, you know, I look at my email now and I have 500 unread emails in my inbox for, for different reasons, but just thinking if like, if there are multiple, if multiple emails from the same person, it won't be as exciting for me. Right. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> what makes an exciting thing for email about? Obviously, probably unless you booked it in January or February, nothing's coming out wise. Yeah. Um, so if you don't hear from them for a couple months, is that kind of, that's okay? That's I think, especially right now, that's perfectly fine because I'm not doing anything either. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not working on anything. So I think it's, it's totally fine. And I, I appreciate it if you just hold out until you're ready to do something. And, you know, I've had some people invite me to different sort of like live readings people are doing via Zoom now. And that's, I think that's great. If you want, if you want to do that, that's totally fine. But otherwise, there's, there's no reason to really check in right now. So before quarantine started, I sent an email postcard to my, my um, or I sent an f- actual postcard to my address book of, for my connections. And um, 
it was for my UCB show that was supposed to be in the end of March. And then everything got canceled. But I will say that I wrote to Vistaprint and they gave me a full refund for the postcards, even though they fully went out. Oh, that's so nice. I know. I was, I was floored. It's like, I think they're a big enough business. They could handle it, but I was like, great. So there is a postcard from me, probably in your mail. (laughs) And you know what you would have sent it to be honest, but thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. So is there any other themes that have come up in terms of, I'm sure, because you've been doing this for like a month now, two months, how long have you been? Okay. I think I started maybe like a week or two after, like once we were in quarantine. That's so cool. So you've met so many actors. It's been fun. That's so awesome. (laughs) Are there any no-nos that we can go over? And this could qualify for a regular general too. Um, When, not if, but when everything Mm -hmm. comes back, um, you know, what, what would things be that were like, eh? Hmm. Nobody's made you cringe. You don't have an answer. That's great. Yeah. The, the only thing, and I will say that there was some forewarning, but the I've had like actors that live with other actors. So when I'm tuning in, there's more than one person there, um, which is a little bit challenging just because um, it's a hard thing to split 15 minutes between two people like truly. And then it just kind of throws off my whole day or my whole morning rather, not the whole day, but, uh, and then I'm just running late to everybody, which, which is a little, I I feel more bad about that than anybody else. But, um, um, there hasn't been too many cringy things. I think it's sometimes it's just, you know, not being able to carry a conversation on, but, but more times than not, everything is fine. Cool. I think practicing on zoom is a great idea before you maybe meet with someone you don't know. <laughs> yeah. And then if you feel like you're nervous about it, then I think the good thing to have is to prepare questions ahead of time so that if there is any dead air, then you, you come armed with, you know, something to, to bring up. Okay. Uh, and also to do your research on me. Cause I think that that's a really big part of it to know what kind of stuff I work on and, and that sort of thing I think will um, inform the conversation as well. That's awesome. That's great advice. I think that's good for any room too, to do your little bit of research. It's so nice right now because so many people are doing podcasts and interviews and things that they might not usually do. So there's a world of resources out there. I also think it's really nice because especially when you are able to see somebody's face, like I saw, I think David Rappaport is doing like IG lives too. And I think it's really nice to be able to do that and put a face with the name as an actor So you get, it's the same thing how I feel about workshops too. You know, they have their obvious perks of being able to work on material and stuff. But I think a big part of doing those classes is that you get a sense of what you could potentially be walking into when you do go in for an audition. And I think that's a a huge weight off of the actor's shoulders. If you know this person is going to be very personable and, and, and easy to talk to, you know what you're walking into. Yes. It's like, I always know, try to know the color of the wall behind me. I can't tell you how many times I've worn exactly what you're wearing, which is like a blue t-shirt <laughs> and I'm a floating head. <laughs> I started doing it when I would send out appointment information to actors to come in. I started putting the color of our background in the appointment information because we would have that so many times that we would have floating head actors. Um, sorry. so helpful. Oh, 
Yeah, you're a little puppy. Yeah, this is our new, this is my foster. She can't not be in my lap. Say hi. Oh Just my goodness. Me. So are you just going to end up keeping her? Well, she was a foster and now she's a foster failure. Because <laughs> we had her for like eight or nine weeks and we were like, ugh, well, this is our life now. We're people with three dogs. We don't like money or vacations. <laughs> it's overrated. <laughs> Home is the only place that exists right now. Um, so we'll, we'll talk just a little bit more about, I'd like to talk about the future of casting for you. And if there's anything, I've had a couple other awesome casting directors on and they've kind of talked about, obviously we think that things will be at virtual, at least in the beginning stages for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, from doing some Zooms at this point now and like IG Lives, do you foresee this as like a, the first step in the next like land of casting? Do you think this will be the initial, um, like a pre-read kind of stage? I think... I have a feeling that the virtual auditioning element will be in play for about a year, year and a half until people start feeling comfortable being in spaces and actors feel comfortable going in where there are other people. Um, So I think that this is going to definitely be a reality and it's, it's important to have, you know, now a setup at home that you feel comfortable in and that it's not distracting at all. Um, I, I don't know if it's going to be the new norm. I, I don't like that idea just because I would always prefer to have somebody in the room if I can. Um, I'm trying to think of the, what was the actual question? Here? Oh no, just what you foresee as this, as we, you know, kind of, yeah. continue. obviously everything we say is, is questions and we don't yeah. really know, but I think that it's going to be, it'll be the same sort of thing that how, how it happens, I think, with self-tapes. That, you know, your first round is you're, you're always hopeful to get somebody in the room, but if they're not there and they're, um, or, you know, if you can't get them in or they're not in, in the same city as you, then you do a self-tape. So my theory is that the, the first round, like the actors of priority that you're already familiar with and think will be a good fit for the role, you're going to do virtual auditions. And then the actors that you're not as familiar with, you'll probably request self-tapes. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. So, so I, th- I think that's how I would work, generally speaking, because I still want, you know, you want to give the actors the best shot in terms of getting instant feedback and, and being able to adjust accordingly. So for me, that would probably be the best. And I know, you know, I haven't used Zoom for audition purposes at this point. Um, but before this, I had used We Audition. And, and it's really, I think, user-friendly. And for the most part, like, the connection is pretty reliable. Yeah. Um, and then I've heard whispers that Breakdown Services is probably going to develop some sort of platform, like virtual platform as well. But I don't, I don't know if that's real or if it's how far out it is. Interesting. Oh, I hadn't heard that. Uh, would you be the reader probably, or would you probably have, I'm so, I'm like so interested in how this is going to go. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like if the actor is comfortable having somebody at their home or wherever it is, if it's a friend, um, I would always prefer for them to have somebody with them. Because even when I was doing sort of virtual auditions with somebody with like a director's with me, and then they're going to read over there, um, they would have a a taping set up and a reader on their end. So you don't experience like the technical delays potentially. Yeah. Um, 
So, I mean, I think it'll depend on how things move forward and how quickly people start feeling comfortable. Um, but worst case scenario, I would be the reader. Best case scenario, they would have someone else. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> I foresee the new job of um, virtual reader becoming a thing. <laughs> it's a good, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I don't, I'm just, my, my thing is I'm nervous about the technology of having delays and not being able to have a, you know, a real connection with anybody with your, that you're reading with. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been weird. I've done acting class in it every single week and it, it, we found ways to make it work. Um, mm-hmm. I will say that you should stand up if you're going to stand up in a scene because sitting in an office chair is just the worst feeling. <laughs> make a decision at that point you know especially if you're doing it if like we're recording on our side from the computer which means your the computer is the eye line you know you have to make a decision there to stand or sit through the scene it's going to be a bit more challenging to feel fluid in terms of your physicality um, when you don't have a camera person or when you don't have a reader yeah and it's it is weird because this is me looking directly in the camera and then this is me looking at you, which those people listening to this on podcast are not going to get any of that, but you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. And then this is me looking at myself. So. <laughs> Whole different world. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a wild ride to say the least, but we'll work. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I think so too. And I think that having things like with people like you who are just excited to still be in the business, like gets us excited. Okay. I'm I'm glad. I think we're all keeping each other um, sane at this point. I feel like, especially when you're watching content that gets like, for me, that's what I'm going to go back to normal people because I can't stop talking about it. Um, (laughs) But that like, that's something that I watched and I was excited about working again, like to see those performances, to see those actors that I didn't know at all before this experience. And, and like most of the cast, I started, I started looking them up on IMDb Pro right away to be like, who are these people? Where did they come from? And so, you know, that re-energizes me um to work because I'm I don't know what your experience is but I work a lot in the indie film space and and it's a very very much of a, like a slog a little bit even if you are excited about the material you know you you're you work even harder than you would on a, a studio film or a tv series because it's a really tough sell especially when you're trying to secure financing yeah so you know, to, to see something that doesn't look like this, like it's beautiful cinematography and to see something that feels like authentic storytelling, but doesn't look like an insane sort of budget and makes me excited. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm ready to go back to work and, and talk to more actors and do generals just because I can see what we're making, you know? Yes. Yes. It's hard to stay motivated. Is that's what's kind of keeping you going is doing these things? Cause there are days I, for example, I'm like, I can read my book today and, uh, and I'm going to answer a couple emails and that's about all I got in me. Like, I don't know how I used to do so much work. Right. And that's going to be so interesting when we actually have to get back to it because I don't know if I'll be ready like mentally and, and just like be able to do as much as I did. Cause I even, I did, I taught a, a, a class last Sunday and I was sent the self tapes that these actors did so I can 
and I, I didn't know this, but the normal like barometer for feedback is 24, 48 hours. I literally sent it back today. <laughs> this is where we're at right now. I, that it's, it's so hard to have this motivation to, to be super productive. And I, I, I'm glad to hear that I'm not in it alone. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. People think for some reason, because I have like an Instagram and a podcast that I'm productive and that's like a really good shield to make yourself look good. But I got to tell you, <laughs> right? <laughs> I am, I am there. I, I don't know. I used to work three to four jobs a day and now I will maybe do a couple hours worth of work in a day. And I'm like, I'm exhausted <laughs> for a nap guys. I know. I know. I know. It's interesting to have the patience to, um, to, uh, to go where we're going. I don't know. I think it's kind of, we're really lucky that we get some time to take a breather. So I'm trying yeah. to remind myself of that and not that like my quote unquote five-year plan is being pushed back out of five years. I get it. I get it. Totally. <laughs> uh, such fun. All right. We'll wrap it up. Is there anything else you want to add for our actors who are listening? I know some of them met you. Some of them would love to meet you. If they can't snag a general time, what do you just want them to know? I want them to know. I'm trying to think. What have I not been like beating into everybody's heads during my 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 lives? Um, you can be as repetitive as you want to be. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's you know, especially right now, you really need to embrace the, the be kinder to yourself and to to really um, to be okay that it that things take time. And I say this to you, but I also say this to myself. And I think, you know, most of the time when I'm talking and I'm trying to give in, encouraging bits of information, I am always saying it to myself as well, because I feel, and I say this all the time, we do live parallel lives, actors and casting directors, and, you know, especially young casting directors that are, are getting, getting it going. Um, so I think, you know, having patience and doing your homework, especially now if you can, since you have the time for, in most cases do as much homework as you can watch as much content as you can. Um, and there are days you don't want to watch anything and you don't want to do anything. And that's also okay. <laughs> awesome. Great. I, for example, have been reading Jessica Simpson's biography and it's fantastic. So yeah. well, that's good to know. Maybe that'll be the next thing. <laughs> I love it. It's really good. Uh, oh my gosh. Thank you so much. You're, you're such a light. I love talking to you. Right back. And you're having my friend, uh, Alexander Badria on, I think next week. Yes. Yes. He, uh, he is going to, I don't know if we're going to record next week, um, or this week, but yeah, he was emailing me. So thank you so much. Yeah. He's, he's a great, great guy. So I'm excited for you to talk to him. I love just like you. I could do this all day long, except for only for about three hours total. <laughs> like a minute's next time. <laughs> And that brings us to the end of today's podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Jess, thank you for coming on the podcast. Again, you are welcome here anytime. I hope you guys learned something from this podcast today. If you did, you guys should get on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Rate and review. Give us five stars. We really appreciate it. It means a lot to me and it does really great things for the podcast. As you heard in the beginning of this, we're even starting to do some ad reads, which is very exciting and could mean lots more podcasts in the future. 
So keep up those ratings and reviews. Thank you guys so much for supporting Followed. If you haven't checked it out, go to followhorrormovie.com and uh, see if you can go see the movie I have in drive-in theaters and a couple uh, hardtop theaters as well across the United States. So wild. Guys, make sure you're following at One Broke Actress on Instagram. You can also follow me personally at Sam Valentine. This podcast was created and hosted by myself, Sam Valentine, with help from Laurel Canyon Creative and Helena Santos. Our theme song is by the incredible Maggie Zabo. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week. Bye.